Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJNL General Contractors. They are licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee, and they provide services such as mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you need any of these services, contact them 931-433-4660, 931-433-4660. Also, they are in need of heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, CDL dump truck drivers, and pipe layers. If you're interested in employment with this family-owned business, you can go to the website www.sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. Hooky religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Han Solo, 1977. Yeah, I watched the Star Wars movies when they came out. But my hero was not Luke Skywalker. My hero was Han Solo. And I believed if you had a good blaster, you could solve the problems of the universe. I went so far as to have a t-shirt that said, forget the force and just use force. (laughs) Somewhere down the line, my buddies and I had attributed a saying to Han Solo that I don't think ever came out of his mouth, but he would fly the Millennium Falcon and go through those turns and rolls and those acrobatics and he would shoot the gap. I used to believe he actually said that in the movies, but I don't think he did. But that's what we thought we would do if we did some daring acrobatic move or we made some maneuver in traffic or we decided to take a risk. We were going to shoot the gap. And for some reason, we thought that was a Han Solo maneuver. And for a long time, a Han Solo quote. In the spring of 1979, I was coming home from spring break. I'd spent spring break, high school spring break, in Montezuma, Georgia on a mission campaign. And because I had been involved in the mission work in Montezuma, Georgia, helping them start a church, I had not attended to the ritual of getting my driver's license on my 16th birthday. See, spring break and my birthday always coincided. And for a few years, I thought we were on spring break because it was my birthday, (laughs) When I came home to Oxford, Alabama, and someone, my dad maybe, uh, took me to Jacksonville, Alabama, and I was going to take my driver's test, and I was going to take that test driving my brother's little sky blue gremlin. The state trooper driving tester was in the car with me. It was a female. She had her clipboard. We'd gone through the three-point turn, and we'd parallel parked, and I'd turn left and turn right and knew what to do at a a blinking yellow light. And we were going down that big hill in Jacksonville, Alabama, big four-lane road headed toward the bottom of that hill, and there was a four-lane, four-way intersection. And as we were headed down toward that intersection, I put my foot on the brake, And to quote C.W. McCall, it was sort of like stepping on a plum. The pedal went all the way to the floor. And that little gremlin began to accelerate. The state trooper lady looked up from her clipboard. and She grabbed the armrest of the car kind of tightly. And she said, 
you do know there's a red light at the bottom of this hill. And I calmly responded with, the braking mechanism on the car has malfunctioned. And she said, and what do you intend to do about it? I turned to her with my best smuggler's grin and said, I'm going to shoot the gap. And that's exactly what we did. I don't have to tell you I failed my driver's test, but I didn't care. For one brief few seconds, I was Han Solo. I wasn't driving a little blue gremlin. I was wearing a white shirt with a black vest, a low-slung blaster. I had knee-high boots on, and I was flying the Millennium Falcon. Dr. Mark Golston calls that dissonance. You see, I saw myself as a space smuggler, a heroic cavalier 'er ne'er-do-well, and she saw me as an out-of-control juvenile delinquent who couldn't stop a car. Dissonance is when we have a projected image and we think that's what everybody sees and they really see something different. Mark Golston will say that that dissonance appears like this. Uh, Someone tries to be persuasive and convincing and they come across like a con man. Somebody tries to be shrewd, but others think they're just sly. Someone may act confident, but other people read it as arrogant. Some people have a sense of humor and they think they're humorous and others think they're inappropriate. There are people who would claim that they're energetic, but their friends would say, oh, no, they're just hyper. Some people have strong beliefs, and other people would say, no, you're just opinionated. Some people act as if they are passionate, but they often get reported as they're just impulsive. Some people would see themselves as strong, but the people around them and in their lives would say they're rigid. Some people come across and and they want the the people to think, no, no, I'm very detail-oriented when in truth the people in your life think you're nitpicking. At work, people would say, you know, hey, I, I just try to be quiet and I just want people to think I'm a nice, quiet guy. But management may see you as passive or indecisive. And lots and lots of people try to convince others, hey, you know, I'm just sensitive And really, they come across as needy. See, if we project ourselves in one way, and the people around us don't perceive it that way, then our image of us and their image of us creates a dissonance. We think that we are in charge, we have a strong personality, and we come across as hostile, demeaning, or demanding. Some people come across as melodramatic or untrustworthy or rude. People talk about being politically correct, and I really just track that as being oversensitive. In truth, I don't worry that much about that type of dissonance. I believe that type of dissonance is a self-correcting mistake. Assuming that a person has any maturity whatsoever, they may recognize that my projection of me doesn't work well in 
school or at home or in church or on a team or in my workplace. And at some point when somebody says, you know, I have difficulties in every one of these areas, then maybe just maybe the view I have of me is not the view that others have. And if they've got good close friends or they want to be honest with themselves, that's a self-correcting mistake. It's okay to pretend you're a cavalier space smuggler when you're really just an immature kid. Most of the time, we'll grow out of that image. The dissonance that concerns me is when we look at ourselves and what we know about ourselves on the inside and compare that to only what we see about other people's on the outside. And then we start comparing ourselves with, it's kind of a bad way to keep score. We always come away feeling like I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not brave enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm just not enough. That's the dissonance that bothers me. You see, weak doesn't equal worthless. Flawed does not equal failed. And imperfect does not equal inadequate. The idea that we're never enough comes from the idea of having a, a, a image of ourselves that's not rooted in the image God wants us to have. Now, God's pretty plain about our weaknesses. I don't typically quote scripture in the podcast, but one of my favorite verses says, He has put a treasure in earthen vessels. Now, you think about a treasure, this is something very valuable, it's something precious. But God has taken this valuable treasure and he's put it in an earthen, a dirt container, a dirt vessel, a dirt jar. And why would God put something so valuable into something so vulnerable? Well, the verse continues, He has put a treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, God wants us to be honest about who we are, but also about whose we are. And God put something valuable and something vulnerable so we could recognize that our competency, our projection of us, doesn't have to be about us. It can be about Him. See, we are made in the image of God. And we are called to conform to the image of Christ. And if we ever get that right, if we ever recognize that God does the impossible with the improbable, that God does the fantastic with the flawed, that God accomplishes great feats of strength with the weak, then we don't have any dissonance about who He is. And then we understand who we are with Him, then we get our image right. There are 32 miles of cave passages in Cumberland Cavern. 333 feet underground is the Volcano Room. The Volcano Room is the site for the youth rally known as Erupt. It's an underground youth rally. It's an annual event. It takes place in October. 
the next Erupt is scheduled for October of 2021. Erupt is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. If you'd like more information, you may contact them at eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. That's eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. Or check out their website for more information, three W's and a dot, eruptyouthrally.com, www.eruptyouthrally.com.